This episode of Date Night is supported by ED Wine Company. If you're located in the GTA, Hamilton, Kitchener, or Guelph, you need to check out ED Wine Company. Somalia Elizabeth Davies curates four wines for you and delivers them right to your door. Each bottle comes hand-wrapped with tasting notes about what you're sipping. It's an approachable way to explore the world of wine and helps you learn a thing or two along the way. So check them out on Instagram at edwineco or go to edwine.ca to sign up for either a monthly delivery like Shane and I get and absolutely love or just a single wine package, whatever works best for you. And when you sign up, make sure to use Use the promo code ThisFamilyTree10 to get 10% off. This is 10% off either your single delivery or your entire subscription. So that's huge. Again, that's edwine.ca and ThisFamilyTree10. But Alex, yeah, Shane. date night must begin. Let's do it. Hello, everyone. I'm Alex and I'm here with my husband, Shane. <laughs> Did you write one? I forgot. Did you, you forgot that I tapped out of doing the intros? Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Okay, do it. Just give me a line and I'll give you a rhyme. I'm going to give Alex a line. <laughs> and I'm going to give you a rhyme. And now it's time. For a date night. Woohoo! Best we did intro it. ever. We did it. All right, good job. What do we do here on this date night? Well, every week for a date night. So Shane and I just finished a very delicious meal. And now we are cracking open a bottle of wine that we get in our ED wine subscription. And we try to guess the tasting notes. So we are on the road to becoming pros. And Shane, let's do this. Cheers. Cheers. Okay, so I'm just going to start off by saying that this is gorgeous. Smooth. Oh, my God. It's Here's the thing. It's so flavorful beyond fruit flavors. And I think that that's what I like most in a red wine. I think I love when a red wine has a lot of notes beyond just like the fruity stuff. You know what I mean? I'm tasting a lot of fruit though, you know? Oh, I still taste the fruit, but I, I taste so much beyond that. There's so much more. Like it's, it's... Name one thing you taste beyond fruit. Well, let me give it a little... I'm going to say it's all fruit. This is the fruitiest one, I'm going to say. Get out of here. No way. Like I'm like, it's a little, it's a little more vanilla-y. I'm going all berries here, baby. <laughs> vanilla pepper i'm saying it's... no to pepper okay let's see let's see i'm saying cherry you're saying cherry what else are you saying i gave you two i gave you vanilla and pepper what's another what's another smooth berry what's the smoothest berry mm. you can think of you said cherry blackberries blackberries are pretty smooth i don't know what but there's a smooth berry in there plum? other than cherry could be plum yes okay Anyway, oh, this this name is uh, a mouthful. All right, so we are drinking Agricolas de Vinos La Huiguera La Pinada Utiel Requena, DOP 2017. So if you're interested, <laughs> just pick that up. All right, so the tasting notes that came with it, I'm about to read. Let's explore a new grape, shall we? Here we have a crushable red, so crushable, I will uh, second that, from Valencia, Spain. This is the first time I'm bringing to you 100% Bobal. So that is the grape that we're having. And I've never had this in my life. Sorry. <laughs> it looked like you were coughing in disbelief uh, of drinking 100% Bobal. So it is the second most planted red grape in Spain. And Spain is the third largest wine producer in the world behind Italy and France. So I think it's safe to say it's worth getting familiar with. This is one of those wines that is so easy to sip. It's medium bodied with a great combination of flavor profiles. Blackberry, dark cherry, 
cocoa, and a black tea component. Black tea. Mm -hmm. Uh, The acidity and subtle tannins provide a nice structure holding it all together. Maybe it's just the warmest day of the year so far weather, but I want to drink this with burgers in the backyard. This bottle is definitely in contention for a spot as one of my summer staples. Yes. Like 100% it is. So... Shane and I actually, we save all the labels of the bottles that we like really love. And this one is going in that special label saver thing. Yeah. See, I, I the way it came out is exactly what I thought. Just an easy sipping, berry filled wine with no pepper in it. <laughs> I still taste the pepper. But you pepper know what? is kind of challenging for me. So, and, and I think anything that has a peppery taste, although I do like it, it's not easy sipping. But, you know, I'm saying black pepper, not like green pepper, like that other one. I know. Green pepper is easy sipping for me. Okay. Black pepper is like I kind of gag a little bit mm, in a okay. good way. Okay. <laughs> you, I'm going to start with my first yeah, question Shane, here. Shane, get to it. Do a freestyle rap about butter. <laughs> you know I can't rap. Okay, give me a beat. Some call it butter. Some call it matakia. All I want to know is I really want to meet you, butter, not you, Shane. I'm talking butter. It's smooth, man. <laughs> but wait, wait, wait. Oh. Rapping has to have rhyming in it, right? Was there? Yeah. There was one rhyme there. Shane and Mang. And Mang? Yeah, it's like man with an M. And then what was the other rhyme? Oh, Montakia with Micha. What? No. Like, I was expecting, like, in 2020, okay, I was okay, in the wait, gutter. Wait. Well, let me give you a beat, and you can rap about butter. Okay. Or butter. All right. Okay. Okay, just stop that. I'll do it. I'm going to do it without a beat. Okay. In 2020, I was in the gutter. Now it's butter. We're opening up to a whole new life. Like I said, it's butter and I got the knife. I'm so hot and I'm so cool. I'm rapping on the mic and you think I'm a fool. But guess what? We're going to have a great night tonight. And we're going to eat some dessert tonight. And I forgot how to rhyme tonight. <laughs> you can rhyme tonight with tonight. And that's my rhyming. Well, I think it's safe to say that your rhyme was as bad as mine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't argue that in this particular case. Do you know who Montequilla is? Of course I know who Montequilla is. What? What? Is Montequilla? <laughs> well, that's... What is Monte? Who is Montequilla? Shane, we're drinking a Spanish wine. Montequilla is butter in Spanish. Oh, so you just wanted to show that off and well, totally I'm... disregard any rhyme. <laughs> no, I said Montequilla Micha. That was a rhyme. That was pretty good. And hey, I'm just a girl from the neighborhood. So you can't expect me to drop rhyming What's lyrics. your question? All right, uh, good, because I don't know what rhymes with lyrics. Um, Beerics? <laughs> all right. Have no fearics? have no ferics what is one nightmare you remember from child from childhood okay but here's the thing i want you to describe it in detail and if you can't remember one from childhood for me that's easy because i had recurring nightmares but any recurring nightmare that you've had and tell me it in detail okay i used to have these weird nightmares when i was a kid and it was <clears throat> it wasn't a visual nightmare it was an auditory one and it would just be like wow wow and that noise would like permeate throughout my brain 
and it would keep me up at night. So sometimes at like 2 a.m. I'd wake up and I couldn't tell if I was awake or asleep and I'd be sitting up and just wow, wow, would just be going throughout my mind. So wait, you'd be hearing this when you were awake and asleep? Or I you couldn't just... tell, but it was a nightmare. And anytime that wow, wow noise came, it meant I had this dreadful feeling. That's scary. It was terrifying. And also another recurring dream was the opening of Unsolved Mysteries. There's this <laughs> one scene where this ghostly woman turns around and she, in the scene, Unsolved Mysteries was a TV show hosted by Robert Stack, by the way. And I'm talking about the opening credits of Unsolved Mysteries. There's a scene where this ghost woman turns around and looks in the camera and it's terrifying. It's very realistically shot. But the kitchen in which she turns around in looks identical to my parents' kitchen. Oh. So I would always have this dream that this woman was in my house, this ghost. And it would scare me like nothing else. And I was very scared of horror movies and ghosts growing up. So wait, I have more questions about the want want noise. Like if you were doing in dream or even if you were awake because we don't know what is what. Because you know how sometimes you can dream the most mundane thing. It's like sometimes I'll dream that I'm waking up in the bed that we're in. Yes. And going and doing something totally mundane. Do you think you could have been dreaming that? And when that want want would come, would it just be like either you sitting in bed or just black or was there any anything at all it would be me sitting in in bed with my nightlight on like i had this bigger nightlight that could illuminate the room pretty well and then yeah it was just me sitting on my bed with wow wow going off in dead silence just the wow wow do you ever have nightmares or have you had any recurring nightmares as an adult I can never remember them. What about you, mm-hmm. Alex? I know you love telling nightmares. I love telling dream stories. But this is what made me think of it because I always tell you my dreams. Sometimes you'll tell me your dreams if you remember it. Um, but as children, I think you remember your dreams better because, you know, you might be up more in the night. But as a kid, I had two recurring nightmares. I'll only describe one. But I had them so many times that, like, I, I just know them so vividly. It's so, like the one, it's a graveyard scene. Okay, and then there's this like crickety old house that you'd see in any, it's like such a horror movie trope, like the really tall Victorian house that's in shambles, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I'm walking through this graveyard, it's nighttime, and there's all these children lined up, like a hundred children, more than that, like hundreds of children lined up, everybody's in like white, like, I don't know, like white clothes, like nightgown type stuff. And they're all just standing there in line, like fixated on the back of the person's head in front of them. Everybody's being so compliant. So then I'm like, what's going on? Like, this is so scary. And then I kind of like follow the line of children and it leads into the house. And in the house is like a witchy woman, just like some old scary woman with a fan, like just a standard fan that anybody has in their house. And then what she does is when you get to the front of the line, you stare in the fan and then the fan collects your soul and then you're dead. And she has your soul in the fan. And I had that nightmare so many times. And even though I knew what was going to happen, it's like I'd like I'd wake up. What's it called when you're like consciously sleeping or like lucid dreaming? Lucid dreaming. Yeah. So it's like I feel like I was lucid dreaming as a kid in the sense that like not that I could change things, but in the sense that I'm like, no, like I, I know what's going on, but I'm still going to follow the same path to the front of the line and see the witch and try to get the kids away, but I can't. And then it just ends up with like me like screaming and trying to get kids away. 
but the kids won't move and they're just like hypnotized in this line and like they won't leave it it's very freaky then as an adult now i dream about crocodiles in the lake at the cottage all the time and it's very scary i had one boyfriend this was when we were broken up and we were just friends and he started uh taking mushrooms he was a very like psychedelic kind of guy and he started like microdosing mushrooms that he could practice lucid dreaming and he wanted to become like a lucid dream expert that's a whole other can of worms uh but my babcha who is a bit of a weird cat she had all these like she's like an old polish lady who lived through atrocities during world war ii like absolute atrocities she had all these dream books scattered over her house like she got obsessed with dream analysis in her older age well I guess you know I only knew her in her older age but she would tell me stories about how she told people in her life like she you know predicted somebody's husband was gonna die and told them and he died like a month later and just things like that like weird things and I was always like oh Bob just kind of crazy whatever but one of my favorite things to do was go to her house and look at these dream analysis books And it's like you look up, you know, teeth falling out and that means like you're getting a lot of money soon or whatever, like little things like that. And I'd tell her dreams and she'd help me analyze them. Then we'd look stuff up in the books and like it was so fun. Do you know why teeth falling out means you're getting money? No, why? Because the tooth fairy. So when you're a child, you learn to associate teeth with money and then that gets in your subconscious. Did you know that or did you just make that connection when I said that? I'm hypothesizing on the mic here. No, Shane, that's, I think that's such... A good connection yeah that's real good yeah but dream books are fun guys she had one if you're gonna get a dream book get zolar's dream book you know pretty standard dream book name but highly recommend it i wonder if anyone's listening to us (laughs) (laughs) i wonder i like i am interested i just wonder about other people okay i'm gonna ask you a question okay it's again it's kind of a weird thematic question here if you could restart your life over again would you if I could restart, no way, no way. I love, I love everything. And I think that the path of my learning, whether it's about myself or about relationships, like with, with you as a partner or like with my parents, career, everything. I just, I really appreciate the path that I've taken. And like even the times that I've screwed up and whatnot, I think what I've gotten out of that, I mean, obviously, like, I haven't hit rock bottom in any way. You know what I mean? So that helps. But I just your think... Your dad paid your phone bill till you're 27. I don't Are you think... going to say this in every date night? <laughs> well, I don't think rock bottom's an option for you. <laughs> it could be, Shane. It could be, I'm sure. But no, I, I really, I love everything. Even the bits. And here's the thing. When somebody says, oh, I have no regrets, live life with no regrets, that's bullshit. Because... If you want to grow as a person and if you want to change for the better and evolve, you need to have regrets. You need to have done things that you don't feel happy well, about. When they say don't have regrets, it means don't wish that you didn't do that because you learned from it. No, but like I totally wish that I didn't hurt some of the people that I've hurt. I do regret but that. But you're glad that you did because you learned something from it. Yeah, so but, you're living in a sense with no regrets. No, but here's the thing. Like, I, I, I'm sure I could have learned the same lessons in a lesser way. But I think I've hurt people pretty badly. And I, I do regret that. Like I don't want to hurt anybody. And I, I think I could have hurt them. But you're them. saying you wouldn't go back and change it. Because I'm giving you oh, the option here yeah. to go back and change everything. Yeah, and but then if I have no. to start over, then I have to start everything over. And then who knows if I'd even have the same journey. You answer this question. If you could start life over, would you? 
Well, I'm not done my question with oh, you. But, okay. Okay. What about if you go all the way to the year, end of your life mm-hmm. and you're about to die and they say you can do it all over again? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's no, cool. Well, yeah, because I don't, I don't want to. Uh, I think living is interesting. Maybe like for me right now, it's cool. I'm very privileged and it's cool and it's fun. 100%. And like if climate change is coming, then hey, I'm going to have a little experience behind me. I will have already lived a lifetime. No, no. You go back through the same decades and everything. Oh, heck yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. Do you choose me again? Yes, yes. You don't want to try someone else to see how it goes? But then why maybe because it's still a full lifetime and you still are experiencing a full range of emotions. So why not just like... Do you get do, a different house? Do, do you live in the same well, house Well, maybe again? you and I can make those decisions together. But here's the thing. It's like, you know, once a year, I love watching the original Austin Powers. Once a year, I love watching Zoolander. And it gives me that comfort. And like a year goes by and it's like a long time. I don't need to watch it again. But then it's like, ooh, this is going to be so comfortable. It's like, would I want to experience all the fun fleeting moments with you that seem to have just kind of passed me by mm-hmm. the first time? Hell yeah, I do. But I do you wanna... know what's strange? What? We wouldn't have Lucy, even if we did it all over again. Because I thought about this a lot. So I would have a different sperm because it would be impossible because you living your life again, you wouldn't be able to time things identical. Things would be thrown off right. and I would have a different sperm cycle. Let's see what our other kids look like. Wouldn't Babe, that be I'm interesting? Into this. It's interesting, yeah. but here's the thing. I only want two kids in this life. And in that like we, life... We, we could have two sons. Yeah, babe, let's do it. Like, let's... This is... The idea of this is so thrilling to me, and I'm so into it. And I wouldn't choose somebody else, because I, I would want to experience life again with you. And you know, do the things we didn't do the first time or really focus on the moments that were so quick to pass me by this time around. But I mean, and here's the thing, imagine I get to choose it again, but then I'm in another realm than you. So you're living this life with this other Shane and then I'm living this life with this other Alex. Very weird, eh? Wait, where are you getting this and are you also microdosing? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking of some trippy stuff tonight. This is trippy. I like it, though. I love where this is going. I like the dream talk. I like this talk. But you you answer it now. If you could I wouldn't start restart over. it now because there's too many consequential things that mm-hmm. have happened to lead me to where I am today. And I never had anyone pay a cell phone bill for me. So it's like, <laughs> for me, it's very important that I get to this path. I didn't have a really great safety net. Mm-hmm. So for me... I feel very lucky to be here. Well, you have developed a lot of resilience like as a kid. Mm -hmm. And now you're a very resilient person. I was actually reading about that today because I interviewed somebody on breaking generational cycles today. And when I was doing some research, it was like resilient kids, how they learn resiliency could be like, you know, one of a hundred ways, but it helps protect them and set them up for a good future despite maybe, you know, less than optimal family circumstances like a nuclear family things like that and you are incredibly resilient so i think that in this universe you have somehow adopted that resiliency and that's like a thing to hold on to you know yeah so i wouldn't go i wouldn't go back and chance it because the odds of me having a better life than i do now would be low i think i could 
if I get really lucky, I could have the same. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I already have the same. So yeah. why, why go back? But I definitely would try it again just for fun. If I'm at the end of my life and they give me a chance, see what happens. And mm-hmm. yeah, since you said you'd stick with me. You were going to choose somebody else. I was curious to see what you'd say. I I don't know, but because it would almost be like a different life. It would still matter, but it would matter less than my first life. My second life, life, I would, if I didn't make it or whatever, I wouldn't stress it as much because I'd know I'd already lived a life. Mm -hmm. So this life would be very experimental. Bonus life. Bonus life. So I would have fun with trying to woo you. (laughs) And like on my first date with you, I might try something a little different. And if it went terribly wrong and you just would never talk to me again, maybe I couldn't get you back and make you my wife. Mm-hmm. You know, like you had that experience in a grocery store where on a first date mm-hmm. where someone mentioned Hamilton and said it in this disparaging light, which is the city you live in. And you just walked out and ended the first date. Yeah. So I'm thinking I'll try to get you, but maybe our first date, if I try something a little off kilter, you you don't like it. And then I have to wait till your other boyfriend cycles out. Or what if you meet another guy in this <laughs> and marry him? Yeah, I don't know. Because I feel like you were at that age where you were ready to settle down. Yeah, it's funny because when we met, I was like, I was really excited to be single again. Because I hadn't been single for a couple of years and Tinder had just come out. I haven't, I hadn't even gotten onto Tinder yet. When I got set up with Shane, like I hadn't even made a profile. And uh, so I think that I would have been excited to, you know, start dating again. But I'm so happy I didn't. And like, honestly, I yeah, it's like the little things like I would want to experience life without kids again with you, because I think in some ways you and I did that wrong. And I think that you and I have connected more since we've had kids. And I think that our relationship has gotten so much stronger. Not be not necessarily because of the kids, but just because so many things that we're doing line up together now instead of separately and they take us in the same direction so much. So I think that if you and I were to meet each other again in another life, maybe that's something I'd try to do earlier is like trying to line stuff up. So I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, or lining I- things up to make... <laughs> No, no, you're saying you'd line things up with us so we'd have a more successful <laughs> life without children. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then we'd have kids later on. Everything would be dandy again, but, you know. Oh, is it my turn? My turn. Okay. Well, this is kind of similar in a sense, but what do you want for us in 10 years? Like, you look 10 years down the line. Where do you want us to be as a couple, family, whatever? <sighs> truly like if i'm like just going for the stars here retirement <laughs> I've, I've i like al- it i've always just wanted to be retired i don't like working at all i like doing frivolous fun projects Same. and that's it and creative projects i'd love to i'm working on a sketch show i want the sketch show to make it big i want to be like lauren michaels delegating projects have a million projects but i'm really not working on any of them I don't like working. <laughs> and that's it. I just want to be respected in my field, which would be like a comedic field. I consider my field. I want to prove to everyone that I'm the funniest. Like everyone, like the world or your group of friends? All I care about is impressing five of my friends. But I want the world to be impressed by me so those five friends can be impressed. That's my ultimate goal. No, that's good. 
But you missed the point. That was very you focused. I I meant for like our family. I forgot the question. <laughs> Sorry. Shane's not solved cystic at no, all. No, I thought you said about us. Yeah, like us, like 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 oh, the as a couple too? or a family. Oh, trust me. Once I make it this big, it's going to help the family a lot because <laughs> I'll be retired. And mm-hmm. I'll be all about the family. We'll be going on vacations. So, yeah. So what do you see the family doing? Are you and I doing? Are you and I in like the best place? Or are we crazy scatterbrained? Or are we arguing? Like where do you see Yeah, us? I see us arguing in 10 years. That's <laughs> that's my fantasy, Alex. No, I see us not arguing, having fun, relaxing, vacationing, being at your cottage, going on nice like vacations, tropical places. Like I like Tahiti. I don't know what Tahiti's like. But when I was a kid, I really liked Tahiti treat, and I liked the idea of Tahiti. We've talked about this before, but Tahiti sounds nice. Let's go to Tahiti. Want to do that? Like maybe we live in Tahiti half the year. I don't know. <laughs> Florida. I'd be cool with living Florida. Like I don't know. Not the wild part of Florida, but the part that's normal. Is there <laughs> is there a part that's normal? I don't know. But I'm just saying an exciting life where we're traveling, we're sitting courtside at NBA games. I envision this, and. I do not think it's 100% realistic, but why would I be envisioning something that I wasn't really shooting for the stars? I hear that. I respect it. Okay. When do you think you will stop being attractive? And when do you think we will stop being attracted to one another? And do you actually think we know what each other look like? Never, never, no. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that I will ever stop being attractive to some people and in a certain way. And I think that for everybody, I think that for you, I think that for my mom, I think that for absolutely everybody, you know what I mean? And I think that there will always be, if you feel it, maybe the manifesting attractiveness or attraction, but it's like, if you feel attractive, you're gonna be attractive at any age, no matter what you look like, you know what I mean? Because you just, you give off that I don't know that it's more than confidence it's like that magnetic personality that people want to be around and then there's going to be attraction so I don't know like when I'm 80 but then when I'm 80 who knows like maybe you know I'm gonna be the hottest thing in the nursing home I don't know and I think that I'm always gonna be attracted to you and a part of that is because I don't think that we actually are going to see each other age necessarily and it's going to be hard to like I I feel like you're always because as it is right now you're always the exact same as you were even if your hair changes whatever you're the same as you were when we met and I can't see that needle shifting too much like I think you're always going to be in that in that pocket so yeah like yeah never never and no when do I think I'll stop being attractive am I attractive now hmm I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. I think, geez, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of always being attractive to someone. That's a nice thought. You stick with me, babe, and I can assure you. Well, that's the thing. You'll third always part of be it. attractive to somebody. Yeah. Because for me, I can't really see you. I always just, you're like an aura or something. It's just like, I know <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like that. And, see, yeah. and that's the thing. It's like, that's where I feel that. I will always be attractive, whether it's mm-hmm. you, whether it's, you know, the nine-year-old on the oxygen machine in the home we go to when we're older. There will always be somebody who's attracted to that. Like I hear sometimes you talk about your appearance 
and I don't notice it. And I'm like, oh, and I can't tell if you think that's good or bad. But I, I, I genuinely can't see it. And I'm like that with my friends, too. It's just mm-hmm. like. Oh, same with my friends. Yeah, because I think that when you love somebody and you you know them on a certain level, you see them for, like you said, like they're like an aura. You see them for their energy, mm-hmm. what they're about. Yeah, like Mike, my friend Mike Veerman, he always tells me, I can't see your tattoos. Mm-hmm. It's just like I just see you, you know. Mm-hmm. It's strange. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Do you think we'll always be attracted to each other? I don't know if you'll always be attracted to me. Well, will you always be attracted? Because I might get too ripped, and I know <laughs> you don't like bulging. Uh, <laughs> what's it? Ostentatious muscles. <laughs> That's is that a right word to use? Yeah. But I think I'll always be attracted to you. Wait, I'll take out think, just so you don't get upset. I'll always be attracted. No, well, to why? You. Why did you say think? Because I don't think anyone can truly know anything. So everything's just a thought. Yeah. See, I know I will always be attracted to you, though. Like, I just, I know that. Like, for me, attraction is so, um, it's easy for me to become attracted to somebody in a certain way. And even if something happened that made you look, like, totally different, totally different, unrecognizable, I'd still be so attracted to you because it's that aura thing, right? And that's the best way, honestly, I've heard it described. And that's what mm. I'm going to revert to in in describing how I know. Aura. And it's like, yeah, I, I, I don't see any other way around it. Because it's like, I find you immensely sexy. Like, I think you are so hot. And I'm... Aura or physically? both everything everything about you Mm. physically aura i think you're smoking and that has either stayed the same or intensified since the first time we met so it's like yeah that's pretty clear cut for me i get very i get very like focused in on it you know what i mean have you been microdosing shrooms at all be honest (laughs) no what's in this wine yeah this has been a very trippy episode is, do you have any questions? Yeah. Let's hear it. <laughs> My last question. It's a selfish question. Today. Selfish what, question? Yes. So what did I say? Selfish. Selfish. <laughs> this is a selfish question. Today, what and do now you... And now you question weird. Oh, geez, Louise. Selfish question. There we go. There we go. Today, what did you love the most about me? <laughs> Shane's look right now. <laughs> Like you ate a sour pickle. Like I, I hate to say this because it sounds rude, but I didn't think about you a lot today. No, that's fine. Just think about it now. Think about it now. What is? It's like when we do apple and onions, right? You pick out the best and worst thing about the day. Give me the apple about your love for me today, and you just sit there and think about it. It could be just right now doing talking this. to yeah. you, having wine, talking about stupid <laughs> hippie shit. <laughs> Like, this is funny. This is funny and relaxing and different. And I love it because we don't do this often. No, this is super fun. Like, sitting around and talking about... (laughs) It does feel like we're on drugs in a way. And it's very weird. And the... I don't know. The colors look different. I don't... This wine is... (laughs) Something about this wine. (laughs) But, yeah. um, Yeah, right now, for sure. You know what I think it is? We both had... It's funny because an hour before date night started, we were both talking about how hard the day was how tired we were and how excited we were to crack into this bottle of wine and just relax 
And I think it's just the fact that we had such a rough day and, you know, the wine's kind of washing over us in a pleasant way. And just the night, like dinner was perfect. We got from Castelli Cucina in Hamilton. And it's a very good buzz, this Yes. Wine. Oh, no, I love it's everything. It's like a warm feeling. Babe, it's a warm blanket and we are just riding the waves of happiness. And I think we'll continue to do that all night. And what did you love about me the most today? Oh, when you, this morning, you were so sweet and you were helping me out with my coffee and helped me get the girls out the door and everything. And when you brought me my coffee, and I think this almost every morning because you bring me a coffee most mornings. Mm-hmm. And I just thought about how lucky I was. And I was just like, he is so sweet mm-hmm. and so kind. And you really try to do little things to show that you care about me and to show that you are considering me. And... uh that makes me feel so appreciated. And I really like that. And I really appreciate you for that. Mm. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> I appreciate you. But I appreciate everyone for listening to tonight's episode. And if you can give us five stars, uh, that would be great. If you can't and you won't, I get it. But regardless, listening is enough. And thank you so much for listening to Date Night. Date Night. Bye. <laughs>